and welcome to all our hearts and minds. Thank you again for tuning in. We're here to discuss all things that have been on our hearts and minds, the good and the bad, the concerning or uplifting, or just straight talk. We're your hosts, Kimmy, our passionate heart. Yeah, I am. And Jeanette, our mind and chronic overthinker. Let's get into it. Yes. Yes, a new week, a new day. Um, let's start with our checkup. Yes. Uh, how are you? I'm doing okay. Um, I can't complain. This week was kind of, uh, you know, kind of mm. laxed a little bit um, mm. at work mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, and next week will be a short week. So I'm looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, we have an appointment to go get our marriage license. So Ooh. we're going to be doing that on Monday, which is uh, a, a nice uh, step for us to do together which is um, yes. coming up. Counting like, down the that, days like, to the wedding. Yeah. Ex- yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, the week was pretty good. I can't complain to be quite honest and I'm thankful. Uh, okay. Amazing. Lord Jesus, every step mm-hmm. because yes. But anyways, how are you girl? <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Um, just, you know, really busy at work and stuff, but trying at the same time, trying to enjoy the fact that the sun is out. So every chance I get, whether I'm in the office or not, or if I'm at home, I'm making sure I'm going outside for my little 20-minute walks. Mm-hmm. Ideally, you would go in the evening and do go another longer one when it's nice and cool because, trust me, I went out for a walk for a couple of lunches today. I was like, ooh, my skin, <laughs> as much as mm-hmm. melanin as I have, my, I'm really sensitive to the heat, and it's something that's been happening for a while. Mm-hmm. So I have to make sure I have sunblock and stuff or my skin blisters up on me. But it was, uh, mm-hmm. other than that, you know, I'm good. And, you know, life is, can't complain. No. Uh, no all right. So fun. that's, we're all good. We finished our checkup. And you mentioned the short, long weekend, the short week next week. So Canada Day is coming up. Um, yeah. Did you have anything planned? Um, well, actually, my nephew's birthday is on the 30th of June. And so, oh, yes. Usually, yeah, I know. He's lucky one. Right. So he has always a long weekend or the next day off. Right. And so uh, Mm -hmm. he's doing a little brunch with his pregnant uh, wifey. Um, And so I'm looking forward to seeing them that weekend. And yeah, some more other details the following week on the Monday, which would be July 4th for all our American listeners. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, doing some wedding tings and tings, but other than that, yeah, okay, I'm gonna take it easy peasy, lemon squeezy because yes, <laughs> as you should. I just want to enjoy the should. weather all the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah, Canada Day. I'm not sure. Well, I have a work trip the following week, but uh, I made sure that you know, always try to make myself available because so many things are going on. Even if you don't have anything planned, things come up. So. Yeah. All right. So we'll jump into our headlines. So this episode, you know, we've been coming correct for the last few weeks, giving you full mm-hmm. segments and everything. And we want, kind of wanted to have a line, a liming and a vibing episode or a shoot the ship episode where we kind of yeah. just, Kim and I will choose a couple of topics or stories that we want to just throw out there. Neither mm-hmm. of us know what we're going to talk about. So we're just going to put it out there and talk about it. And then we'll go into, of course, our workout and uh, you'll see what we have to talk about there. And yes. it's no surprise that it has something to do with the craziness that's happening with the overturning of Roe versus Wade. So that will be the workout later on in the episode. Mm-hmm. So how and about, we'll get into I'll start uh, with, 
Oh yeah. Whew. Earth is ghetto. Um, so women, there was a story or a couple of weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, there was a viral video on Instagram going around and it was a woman, um, throwing some ashes over a bridge. The yeah. caption on that video was that so it said something to the effect of, um, when your boyfriend cheat, like the, the video caption pretty much was pretty much saying the cheating, your, your boyfriend, like she's essentially throwing the ashes out of her, her boyfriend's dead mother because he cheated. That's the caption that was kind yeah, of going around with the video. But I kind of felt like, you know, on social media, there's so much fake news and stupidness and mm-hmm. fake stuff that people make up to go viral. So yeah. I kind of, I was kind of like, that could be true, but it could also not be true. Cause who's really like, it just feel it feel, it felt so staged to watch the video of this woman with a, a vase throwing out ashes. I'm like, that could be anything, you know? So I felt like it was fake. In my opinion, it was fake. Mm-hmm. And then earlier this week, I saw the story where there's a headline woman arrested after throwing cheating boyfriend's mother's ashes into a lake. <laughs> And then I was like, damn, it's real. Right? It's really real. Yes. And so this woman. Um, yeah. Yeah. But people also make up shit for, to go viral. So, you know, until I see something like this, I'm going to assume it's fake. So the woman, Augustine Gladly, she's 40. She dumped the ashes that belonged to her boyfriend into the lake in 2020. So that's an old video that just resurfaced again recently, I guess, when I saw it. Um, so she was actually arrested at, and on May 4th, I, and that, which is crazy. You guys are like, oh, you can get arrested for that? So it says in Texas, yeah. abuse of a corpse is a class A misdemeanor that carries a $4,000 wow. fine and up to a year in prison per the Fort Worth police report. That is crazy. So the, the man, her boyfriend, Ernest Smith, he told officers that he overheard a, fo- a phone conversation between Augustine, um, the woman, his, ex- his ex-girlfriend, I guess, and her daughter, during which his girlfriend admitted that she threw the urn in the lake. Because in the video, if you look at the video, she's at a bridge over a lake and she's she's emptying a vase of contents. That's crazy. I mean... So the official charge, because I'm like, what What can you be charged with for doing that, right? But the official charge is abuse of a corpse, I guess, because a corpse was ashes. And I don't you know, know. Honestly, like, but, when I heard that story initially, I was like, it has to be fake. But then, I, like you, right? I heard more about it. I've, it turned out to be true. But uh, it also didn't surprise me. Because people didn't surprise are doing you that somebody would no people are doing all sorts of nonsense that get clicks and views or to be mm. like attention is the highest commodity in our world. It's true, today. I agree. Okay, I have a question, and though. so but hold on, so so mm, go ahead. Right then, I thought of the actual act, and I thought that is really malicious. It's really malicious, and there should be some sort of a, like, you should definitely be charged with a crime. That's malicious. Like, you went out of your way to take your ex. I don't care if he cheated. I don't care. Like, that's not enough of a reason for you to justify tossing this woman's ashes all over the place. Like, you don't get that right. So, um, you know, hey, 
class act misdemeanor, well, that was malicious. You did that on purpose. You purposely degraded this woman's ashes. Like, how dare you? How Mm -hmm. damn dare you? But what's your question about it? Yeah, what are you going to say? I was going to say, kind of, I lost the question, but essentially I think I was thinking, do you think she did that? Is it just pure retribution, revenge, or the fact that it was recorded, it was, like you said, just for clicks and views? Yeah. And then third, now, Mm -hmm. I guess it's a two-in-one now that I say it out loud. It goes without saying it's a two-in-one. So essentially what you just said, right? But then here's what I'm thinking, and nobody's thinking about, the friend or whoever recorded that, whoever recorded that that video, you ain't no friend. No, you because are not. Because if you was a real friend, you would have said, real no, one, I can't do that. You wouldn't have let her done that. No, you, you wouldn't have let no, her done exactly. that. And even if she That's wanted not... to go and do it, you wouldn't participate by recording it. No, but you know what? Hold on. To because like you question... said. Sorry, to mm. answer that question, actually, um, to be quite honest, there are some people who are like that. So that would encourage mm-hmm. that behavior, you know? Yeah, but that's There's not a good per- a friend. That's not a good friend. Here in these streets. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they might think that they are being a friend to you by going through the shenanigans with you, you know? And uh, is it right? No. And I think like in a friendship, you should be able to tell your, your friend, like, nah, boss, that doesn't, that doesn't rock with me. I'm not doing yeah. that. I don't want no parts of it. See me? If you want to do that, I can't stop you, but you're going to have to do it yourself. I'm not filming nothing, but, um, you know, standing strong in your friendship in that they have to respect you. At least you're not willing to do just because they say so. But, um, there are some people out there that do things like that. It's so yeah, but I guess you know. and I, I guess the friendship aspect would be, and we've talked about this as well. Like you know, when you have friends, mm-hmm. a reason, a season, or a lifetime, right? And one of our episodes, a reason, a season, a lifetime, we got into that. But I think that's it depends on the maturity, right? And something mm-hmm. I want to call out is this woman is this woman is forty years old this year. So when she did this, she would have been right. thirty eight. So I can't yeah. even give it. Like if you were twenty two, twenty three. In all mm-hmm. honesty, I might as messed up as it, it's, it's still fucked up, but I would have been like, your your brain isn't developed. You're not even thinking right. Yeah. Right? But you, as a 38 year yeah. old woman, yeah. As a 38 year old woman with children, you're a joker. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you're a joker at this point. Like there's no excuse. A woman, a man cheating on you no. is not worth you violating no. the corpse no. of his body. And I don't feel bad for her that she's arrested. No, but anyway, we'll leave, we'll leave that there. That story is real. And uh, so she's arrested. I don't know how much time. The article I just read didn't really give me the time, but it could be up to a year. I guess we'll see what that what well, that ends up being for, for she, her. She won't do that again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the ashes are gone. She can do it again. <laughs> no, I'm saying in life. Like in life. Yes, that's true. You know, you want to get revenge. That's not the way, my friend. That's not it. So yeah. hopefully you learned there's boundaries in this thing. And I guess the thing is, too, when you think about these incidences where whether it's a man or a woman having some type of backlash against, you know, you're in a relationship. There's so many things that could cause a riff, right? But regardless, let's say cheating is it is, it is one because that's one of the major ones. Mm-hmm. That's 
that's how you're gonna like that reaction like that like instead of like literally stating your case like you know being angry whatever everything but to cause harm it's kind of like are you stable mentally that's like we were talking about red flags and domestic violence that's a sign that's like to me this this was a domestic violence yeah this was a domestic violence but yeah anyway we'll move on grow up people um move on into something (laughs) else um but you know silly woman tricks are for kids but anyway tricks are for kids that's a good one that's a good one silly woman tricks are for kids yeah i wanted to talk about the versus battle between omarion and oh my gosh the clownery the clownery okay the pure foolishness and it's like these guys all of them what (laughs) happened they can't sing (laughs) worth a lick the only one that came out of there strong with strong vocals was Mario. And people yes. sleep on Mario, man. I I love we that. crowning him before, and he, he put his name. I'm happy for him. I'm very happy for Mario. Yes. He came and up he, the and he, 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 he made sure he held his own in the place. And mm-hmm. um, Omarion was having, he's struggling a little bit. In it. You know, he's struggling. Um, but and I hate to see it. Compensated by dancing and stuff yeah. and all of that, you know. That's but the one that stole the show for me was Ray J. Like I can't. What are we doing on the stage with the baby? Go put the baby down. Go give the baby to his mother. Oh and when we're on the stage, the child don't have no headphones. You're gonna bust out the little baby eardrums with all this nonsense. You're talking so with loud. his cargo like, pants. What are we doing here, people? Like, and then. <laughs> You see Brandy off to the side. He's yeah, yes, yeah. The man can't sing worth a lip, Regin. Maybe back in his day, you know, maybe you know. Yeah, but he hasn't been practicing. He's out of practice. Yeah, because he's been on reality TV. Okay, <laughs> that's why he's not practicing. Um, mm. He's making his money other ways. You know, with sex mm-hmm. tape, sex tapes with Kim and all of this talk and. You know he's making his money other ways, but he doesn't sleep on a check. But you should you should have practiced no. that song a little bit better, bro. Because I don't know what we were doing, and you're telling me your girl can't hold on your child while you're performing for real. I felt I so bad he- for the baby having to go through this nonsense, and mm-hmm. it's like the child wasn't even like a baby baby; like the child was big. You understand? <laughs> like he, he didn't have to be carrying it. <laughs> no, he didn't have to be carried. Like he, he put him down. Anyways, that's like when you see a child that's too big for a stroller. Yeah, like put him down. He can walks. Like what do we? It's not like he's a toddler. You know that was a hot mess. Um, another one what that about was kinda, when uh, Bobby Valentino. Oh my mother. <laughs> Jeanette, uh, Ooh. but you know what you know actually no it wasn't bobby valentino no i take that man. back no let me take it back let me take that back it was jeremiah or jeremy and i have to say the here is my excuse i, I no excuses because this is weird pure fuckery but i have to say jeremy jeremy had a very public and long battle with um covid and his i'm sure his lungs were were battered and bruised after like this guy almost died 
So I'm going to give it back to Jeremy. Um, that or Jer- I never know if it was Jeremy or Jeremy. You're not ready, bro. You're not ready. What are you doing? But he's one of my favorite R&B artists. But it doesn't matter. Right. A lot of these guys were really good artists. And the performances were ugh. trash as far as I'm concerned. But Mario, you held it mm. down. He held it you down held on it every down. front. That boy has a natural talent. And I feel like he's underrated because he didn't want to sell himself out. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Yeah, I agree. Cool. Yeah. So, you know, but I've always rocked with him from the very yep. rip. Like, I remember the video that he did with uh, Little X. Yes. Yeah. I, I was very, I was like, you know, he's taking a different turn on life. Like, it doesn't always have to be about... I don't know. Omarion on the stage eating this watermelon piece. Like, I don't know. Simulate <laughs> some woman's crotches. I don't know. You know what they call it? <laughs> stunts and shows. It was, stu- it was stunts and shows to, to hide the fact that his vocals are in the trash. In the trash. Um, and he's talking about how he's touring all over the place, touring, touring. And I'm like, with who? And it was like who? Mario had to like recognize. He's like, where's your boys? Where's your boys yeah, at? Yeah, the B2Ks? The B2Ks? Yes. <laughs> it was, was so funny. So- I'm gonna but I do have to say, like, I I do love what it gave us. Like it was I'm I'm ashamed for the R and B men or the this group yeah. of R and B men in particular, because we know there's better. But Mario at least held it down and brought class to back to it and uh, Marion with the stunts and shows, I mean, it gave me a, at least it gave me some jokes, but um, it did, but was, I was like, wow. But here's a funny thing I saw that I was going to bring up. Even Brandy called out Ray J. Brandy wondered, went underneath his post and was like, I told you to drink the tea. I told you not to talk before performing. So everybody was trashing, uh, what's his name, Ray J. And that was that was really entertaining, though. I think that was probably one of the top... I don't know how much they got in views, but I, and maybe I feel like most people went back to view it after all the clips and came then out. he kept saying you don't own your masters you don't own your music it's like shut yeah, up yeah you have one song though Ray you J, have one so... song that you own okay own. you can barely yeah, so... you can barely <laughs> sing it right now bro like what's going on you know what i mean yeah. like i don't know i i like the saltiness the was yeah yeah but he was salty and he's he lucky salty. that they kind of backed him up like tried to be the his background singer yeah. for a second and help him out because he was struggling. Maybe and, and then he, he tried to blame it on the baby, but how he's holding up the child and his lungs and stuff, and he you're using the child as a <laughs> as an escape. It's okay. It's better for vocal. him to be honest. It would be better for him to be honest and be like, "Yo, I haven't performed this song in how many years?" So you know, just be real. People, everybody already got the joke out of it. So you trying to make up excuses is just making it even more and more clown, making people want to clown you even more and more. Exactly. Exactly. But anyways, kudos to you, Ray J. But um, put okay. the baby so, down. <laughs> put the baby down, okay? They don't need to eat. He, he's like three or four years old. You can, he can walk. He can stand up. <laughs> he can up. walk. <laughs> um, I was going to bring... Okay, so this week is... It's Toronto Pride this week, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the headliners, one of the headliners is our very own Akrabadi, Miss Spice. um, (laughs) Yes. a very popular dancehall artist out of Jamaica. Mm -hmm. And for our listeners... And also on reality TV. 
Mm-hmm. And reality TV, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. She's made a yeah. name for herself there, doing very good on that show and getting yeah. great exposure. Yeah. And yeah. so um, I didn't know this until I think yesterday. I heard, it's like I heard her name and, and pride in the same sentence. And I'm like, that doesn't sound right. I didn't pay no I mind. Heard like, I didn't and re- I was like, what? I didn't, I didn't really pay. I was like, maybe that's another, you know, drag queen or something else. Like, I just didn't connect it with her. Yeah. And then, so I think I saw on Instagram today, um, this, uh, the, the old, um, the, the guy who used to be on CP24, the Jamaican guy, Brandon Gomez, he was having an interview with uh, the reggae artist, Blaka, who must be in Toronto. And mm-hmm. he asked him about it. And Blaka was like, I had the classiest response. He's like, um, you must ask her that, ask Spice. Mm-hmm. I don't have any comment. And I was like the class, because I was like, Brandon, like, why are you trying to stir up? Not Like, why would you ask him that? Like, if anything, right? ask her, right? Like, yeah. I don't, it's like you're exactly. asking, it's like you're asking for drama and, and all that stuff, right? And so, um, yeah, so today's Saturday, she performed as a headliner yesterday in um, Nathan's Phillips Square for Pride, Toronto Pride. And why this is a story, everybody listening, um, for those of you who don't know already, we are both um, second generation Jamaicans. Yep. Our parents, our mothers at least, we grew up mm-hmm. in that culture. We're very close to that culture. And that's a big culture here and, and dominant culture uh, as amongst the Black community in Toronto. Yeah. And so historically, why this is actually even a story for me uh, to bring up is that Spice is a dancehall artist, a dancehall yep. reggae artist, and traditionally, dancehall reggae, especially hardcore dancehall reggae, has yes. been homophobic and very vocal against the LGBTQ yeah, very much uh, so. T uh, group, right? But I, I would say in the last ten years, I've seen, I've heard it really decline. It's not as prominent as it used to be. And I yeah. think one of the reasons is that that uh, Beanie Man, one of the, one of our prominent artists, Beanie Man, was once blocked from even coming to Toronto because of the prevalence of homophobia in his lyrics. So I think a lot of artists, to make sure they got the bag and to make sure they were getting those checks and were able to travel to the U.S. Yep. and Canada, they pretty much downplayed uh, those lyrics so they're not as prominent anymore. Right. And so, of course, when Spice announced this earlier in the year that she would be headlining headlining Toronto Pride here, there was some backlash in the reggae Definitely. community. And of course, in the Jamaican it wasn't that community. as much, but yeah. Sizzla, of course, it was a hardcore old school people like Sizzla. Sizzla came out saying, had a statement um, saying that, that righteous reggae and homosexuality do not go together. That was something that he said, but I mean, Spice is not doing righteous reggae, though, but she said strictly dance all. Her lyrics are very explicit, sexually explicit and very raw. Um, and then there was another person named Futa who said in all my 20 plus years in a, as an established product of Jamaica and dancehall and reggae music, this is the first time I feel completely defeated and ashamed, embarrassed, weak and betrayed. I believe Futa and Spice have a close, uh, I think he's a DJ or, um, and him and, and uh, Spice are pretty close. And he said, of the two artists that I would say that would never get into that, he said that it would be Spice and Bounty Killer, which is what he said. Well, I know that for was sure, you know, mm-hmm. the, it, particularly like the dance hall scene, mm-hmm. I was heavy into it. And so naturally... I, I know that there are certain artists that are not going to rock with her at all. They're not going to stand mm-hmm. for her. 
at all. And yes, it might be a very progressive move of her to make, mm-hmm. but we do have to take note of where she's from and where she's from. I'm not saying it's right, but the facts mm-hmm. are the facts. And Jamaica is not a country that supports nor endorses the LGBTQ community. Um, not to say mm-hmm. that there aren't people there that are definitely yeah, a part of course, of that they're community, all there, yeah. But they mm-hmm. face, you know, very yes, like very heavy scrutiny mm-hmm. on a regular basis, daily, and they're almost subhuman. Um, unfortunate. Yes. And so, what I was going to say to that is that's what this and in her statement and in the statement of the people who introduced her on stage yesterday. Um, that's what this is supposed to be a symbol of. It's supposed to be a symbol of um, breaking down that wall and between, you know, that, you know, just like we said, the historical context of uh, homophobia and dancehall. And she has done the, she has been brave enough to step past that and say, F it, because it is, she and has I, come I, back I'm in. I'm her... not disagreeing with it at all. I think no, it's very No, I know, I know. You're just saying that's those, you're just saying that's the facts. You know, you're that, saying the that's the facts. So. And, and, and yeah. raised as, you know, seeing that we do have that, we're heavy in that culture. Um, mm-hmm. I know that people will just let her do her thing. But when it comes to yeah. kind of working with certain mans them in the game, like Bojuban yes, you know, uh, yeah. Khan, that they're they're Rastafarian, so they're not gonna be yeah. So so they're always not gonna be down, yeah. And and that's that, and and you know they are huge stars. I'm not gonna say that they're not, and that she's maybe yeah. it might be, but I I I highly doubt it. And it is a, a a step in the right direction because someone's sexuality shouldn't determine how they're respected and how they should be treated. I mean, mm-hmm. like I've always said, um, you know in many episodes that God is love. God is mm-hmm. love first. Right? And so we have to give grace and mercy to those to people, period. Because we would expect it for ourselves, right? So Exactly. You know, we just I, I I've never disagreed with the LGBT community at all. It mm-hmm. you do what you want to do and I'm gonna respect your space and you're gonna respect mine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, and that's that. And but so it's nice to see that she's stepping in a different direction. And I think that Spice in her career, like I want to take it on a different, uh, you know, turn. Yes, in her career, she's always wanted to elevate past dance hall. Yes, or she's wanted to take dance hall and transform it into her own definition. You know, and uh, mm-hmm. that's what I feel is progressive in the uh, reggae culture, period, is mm-hmm. that she is trying to evolve this definition of of what dance hall is. Um, especially as a woman, there's not mm-hmm. many people that you can say were women that were, you know, strong representations of reggae or dance hall. We have Petra, yeah, we know, yeah. She Lady was- Saw. Queen of the Park. Okay, that's what mm-hmm. she called her. Queen of the Park. Um, mm-hmm. Lady Saw. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I feel like Lady Saw was the one that crawled so that Spice 
Spice yeah. can run. Yes. You know what yes, I, mean? I agree. And so that's without get, a really without a doubt. To the dancehall culture, Lady Saw was the first one that was doing what you see Spice doing. You know, yeah. um, it, but just in a different generation, like she kind of elevated it a bit. Uh, overall, yeah. you know, with Spice, girl, get that bag, B. Get that bag. Get that girl. bag. Exactly. That you have for mine. We know all the drama with your baby father and everything. So you have to go and make that money for your picnic them. And if you really get to know Spice, you'll see that she's on her grind for a good reason. And she wants yeah, to no, of course. Her, her family. And I can respect the hustle. You understand? So Spice being at Pride, I was like, Spice, Spice. Sp- no, <laughs> like the Spice. My dance all spice. <laughs> I like the but upper hey. body spice. <laughs> <laughs> My girl, upper body. But um, yeah. So I was, I was, I was. You know, I did step. I was like, ooh, okay, hold on. But kudos yeah. to you, girl. But I kudos think where I exactly the backlash would have been expected and i think it wasn't really that bad like honestly it wasn't that much people there's just the people who were vocal would have been the people you expected to be vocal but i think what her response was um and like you said i think it's a part of being more global being more accessible and not cutting yourself off to any community because a lot of her fans who know they were they have come from all walks of life and especially now that she's on love and hip-hop she's even exactly. having way more exposure outside of the local scene yeah and i think that's what she right? wants to do she and wants so to bring my dance issue to is, the world you know like yeah so yeah. i go with with why i'm with her is I, I don't care, like, she could do whatever she wants, but I think it's a hypocrisy from the other people because it's, like, if you're if you're not going to be involved in that, then completely, like, say, for example, Futa. Like, you're in music videos, you, you're in, you know, you have these people around you, you're around high fashion designers. Like, what do you think, what do you think is going on there, right? And anyway, so her caption in response to the backlash from Futa in particular is soon, I'm soon going to remove this caption, but I don't discriminate. I love all my fans, no matter what race or their sexual preference. It's not my decision to make. So you're upset because I'm performing at a Pride event when you've been working for different Pride organizers all your life. Well, I'm very sorry, but my music does not stop at your big stinking foot. And so <laughs> I think essentially it's a hypocrisy. Um, I think she her star is rising, and I do think there are some people who are just hating. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway... Spice came and she went. Well, she was came it. and she gone. She gets your bag and she bought her business. See me? Yeah. Um, but hey, kudos to you, Spice, for stepping outside of a, a, a tradition mm. that... Yeah, it's a big step. Yeah, it's a big step. be challenged, you know? Yeah. Um, but anyway, I, so, okay. So I'm looking at YouTubes, right? And mm-hmm. um, I do want to shout out this uh, YouTuber, and her name is Lovely T. She brought up, I was watching one of her segments and she brought up this fascinating, it was fascinating legally. So basically people who are using their homes as bed and breakfast or, uh, sorry, uh, what is it called again? Um, Airbnb. Airbnbs. That's correct. Mm -hmm. Who are using their homes as Airbnbs are now having people turn into squatters. And will not leave their properties. 
Mm-mm. So she, so right. So I'm looking at this segment, and there's different places throughout the states, different states, where, especially in Atlanta, that's what she was emphasizing on. Then in Atlanta, right now, so you 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 rent your home for maybe two weeks to as an Airbnb, and mm-hmm. this one particular woman did exactly that. This black woman who is successful she has a home she was on vacation and she said hey let me let me airbnb make a money right okay so she did that and the person in which she rented it to um decided that she wasn't going to leave so when she got she should have been gone before this homeowner you know young black successful woman you know uh homeowner came home and she was still there and she was not mm-hmm. leaving. And so the homeowner decided to call the police and said basically that you'd have to fight this in court because technically she's a tenant. She's now in mm. certain states. If they're there for a certain period of time, they're a tenant. This woman now has to battle the court system because she rented it for two weeks, but by the time she came back home, it's it's well past three weeks. So if you're mm-hmm. there for 30 days or more, you're considered a tenant and they have to evict you. Mm-hmm. So she has to go through the court system for an eviction, which could cost her, run her, anywhere between mm-hmm. two to five thousand dollars. Wow. To have them evicted because somebody has to t- physically come there and remove them, right? Okay, so this is going on all around the country, you know? And I was like, wait, fuck said, hold on, no. So we see that this woman went on to, the same woman, she decided to go, you know, on different media, um, social media, and publicize that this woman is literally in her house Walking around her house, smoking in her house, which is a no-no, because if you see the state of the woman's house, she has nice white furniture, places nicely. You can tell a designer did that, you know, and she's walking around like she telling the woman, you can't make me leave and I'm not going anywhere. Mm. I'm like, bloody hell, this is what it is now. So it's actually... (laughs) Because the problem is that there's a high demand for homes. There's a mm. high demand for for lowering rent to a, a market value that can be attainable for people to, you know, um, definitely pay for. And so it's almost cheaper for people to go from Airbnb to Airbnb and Air than to just get something for themselves. So, girl, I was like, could you imagine you? Yeah, and I it, it's crazy, but that's the thing when you rent your place. Like, it's, there's also an onus on the owner to, like, make sure, you know, you know, understand the rules. Like, I get it. Like, right. I, I, I'm not any, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do any better. But I think it's just, this is just an example or showing a reason for people who do do Airbnb or even if you rent your place or whatever is to always know the rules because there are literally professional renters out there who know who know the rental rules in and out and will screw you over. 
and do things. They won't leave because they know their rights. So you, they know their rights as a renter. So you, as a person who's doing the renting mm-hmm. or leasing, should know what's in your power and make sure any agreement or anything you do, um, you know, those things are clear and stipulated. So it's like, I feel bad, but I also don't feel bad because it's like you, you, you approached it very willy-nilly. Well, uh, I Airbnb. feel like a good solution that was mentioned mm-hmm. on Lovely Tea Show was that if you are going to do this as an Airbnb, do it for short periods of time. No yeah, more like a than weekend. a week. A you know, week. Yeah, no okay. more than a week. And so they there's no um, way that they can claim that they're now a tenant. And mm-hmm. so, you know, you got to be careful out here. And I agree with you that she has some fault to play in mm-hmm. that as well. Um, as someone who's involving herself with Airbnb. But the point is that you don't know who you're really renting it to because people can That's look great on paper. They can mm-hmm. look real good on paper, but they're sociopaths. You know what I mean? So, you you, you, you know, you got to be careful in general with how you're going to rent your home. And maybe it might be a good investment to have another property to do that you know, that would be designated to just that and not you living there. Because this particular woman came home to live in her house that she's paying for, and this woman won't leave. And it was so sad because, yes, it was one black woman to another. And it was like, really? Really, though? Come out at a woman else, please. Mm. (laughs) And stop the nonsense. So whatever she may have made, on the actual Airbnb, she's not going to have to sort that out with legal costs. So be careful out here in these streets with these people, you know, especially the time that we're in, you should be very, even more particular, you know, have maybe a survey that they have to take, like, what do you need it for? You know, how long is your duration? Are you going on somewhere else? Is it stock for a vacation? Like, what is this? What, why are you in my house? You know, um, before you do that but um anyways <laughs> so i guess we'll move on then um be careful on these airbnbs people be yep. careful around here with these people yeah read the um, terms but, and conditions right make sure and so we're gonna move into the workout <laughs> oh, yes and and what we are gonna talk about is Roe versus Wade and it being overturned. Mm, 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 mm. So I just wanted to say, let's take a trip back in time, y'all. <laughs> let's go back about 50, 60 years. Let's <laughs> take a trip back in time 60 years hmm. ago. Ready? <laughs> time travel for real. We all go back in time. I don't know what what's... This is like, I like, I literally like my heart, my whole body, like literally froze. I was just, I saw something. I'm like, did I read that right? And then I was scrolling through my feed. I'm like, oh my God. And it was everywhere. And I was like, this is real. This really happened. Yeah. Roe versus Wade overturned after 50 years of federal abortion rights in the U.S. Crazy. And it's like, um, why go through the shenanigans? You already have it. It already exists. Just leave it as such. There is oh. a... 
I don't know who the people are. I mean, everybody's blaming conservatives, but I think it's a certain kind of conservative, a certain kind of conservative, a far right conservatives that have some underground notions and, and beliefs and stuff that they want to either bring back or infiltrate America with, and they want to take control. And so I think it's mostly middle America and some of the Southern states. Again, speaking as an observer, um, that's what it is, but it's like, U.S., you're turning into like a, you're, it's like you're sliding backwards culturally yep. and yep. you're, you're, you're formerly known as a very progressive country or one of the more progressive countries and you are backsliding like it ain't nobody's business. Yep. Um, and it started with Trump. I'm just going to put it there. Yes, I'm going to yes, put it out there. It yes, started with that's him. the narrative. Yep. 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 Um, he, he, he surely led the path. He, he lit the way down back to 50 years ago. Yes, he sure did. Um, and and what's crazy with the Trump thing, um, something that we keep on hearing when he was elected the first time, 55%, 55 to 50, I think 50, I think the number is like 54, 55% of white women. And white women, white women, this is a you problem. Yes, this is a is. you problem. And here's sure why I'm saying it. And not that it's everybody. I'm sorry. Let me, this is a everybody problem. But the thing is, and here's why I'm saying this because ugh, roll. I am rolling my eyes and doing a deep sigh here because <laughs> we keep on hearing about the handmaid's tale, which is a very popular book and TV mm-hmm. show that chronicles a dystopian future where uh, a, a, an extremely religious um, group takes over the country and takes over the bodies of fertile women and makes pretty much enslaves them to have babies against their will. Um, there's more to it, but that's essentially the context in terms of people calling it out to this this yep. incident, right? And so that's what, like, you know, everybody's saying, particularly white feminists. And it's like, you guys, 55%, 55%. Yep. So it's like they're looking at like you're yep. looking at us and like they're, you know, the in for the people of color and people that are not very rich and this is going to affect them, too. And it's like, yes, it affects everybody, everybody who's below the poverty line of people of color. Yep. Yes, we're going to be they're going to be the most affected because they probably can't afford to take a plane somewhere else or whatever to, right. to do the procedure, because there are still going to be states, obviously, half about at least half the states where you could still go somewhere and do it safely without being persecuted. I don't know. We'll see how it goes because I actually saw a story where a U.S. woman in Malta was refused a life-saving procedure, a life-saving abortion because of this law, because maybe they don't want to be involved or what. But somebody in Malta, literally a U.S. Mm -hmm. citizen in Malta, was refused a life-saving abortion because life-saving abortion means that her pregnancy was very dangerous. Maybe her tube, something ruptured, something... Like, the woman will die if the procedure is not done, right? And so... That's that's the repercussions of something like this. It's not just it doesn't just stop at a woman or a teenager or whatever not wanting to have a baby. It's way more than that. Yeah. And and, and we're gonna it's gonna have that trickle down effect because Definitely. when you still if you're a resident in Mississippi and you go to California, when you come back, are you like you know, like it's it's very, very scary. But um yeah, so what I was going back to say was um again, women women of the paler complexion mm-hmm. and European ascension 
you guys let Trump in. 55%. Well, he started the craziness. And you you welcomed him with open arms. 55%. Now, now and, it's, it's, it's a us problem. Now it's a us yeah. problem, really. Yeah, because we we're, we're being brought When we were telling you about Trump, nobody yeah. wanted to listen. But okay, right. now it's right. a us problem. Okay, and the <laughs> no, thing I'm is, sorry. like the argument and the argument that I've been seeing on Twitter and why the focus is on the WWs is that y'all like this is this now this is you guys are feeling something that's already been done to Black people, Spanish people, Indigenous people particularly yep. black and indigenous people where there was control over the bodies. They were forced to breed forced, you know, forced to do, do medical experiments on women, yep. especially black women's uteruses, all these things. So it's kind of like, we've been done through, been through that. Our bodies have been through that kind of control already. So now you guys are now seeing the power. Yep. You're feeling that oppression. You're seeing the government literally has taken control of your body. Over your body. They've already had control in terms of bad health care and everything else for the people of the lesser who don't who are not as fortunate in terms of economical social economical status. But mm-hmm. now in general, y'all, now y'all are seeing it. And you know, I wanted to say that okay, if the government is gonna decide to overturn this, then mm-hmm. they should also have a solution to not have children that might not be necessarily planned. So they should be giving out birth control. For and they free. won't do it. They're and actually they trying to restrict it. it. They won't do it. Exactly, that's hypocrisy. Right? It's a hypocrisy that, for me. Exactly. Exa- I wanted to point that out. Exactly. Hypocrisy. And, and, and so that shows us that they definitely want control over white bodies, white woman bodies, and they want to repopulate the white race. They do because there's a fear. Now, don't listen, people don't come from my neck, but there's a fear that, you know, very soon and maybe the next 10 to 20 years, the white population will be a very strong minority. There'll be a minority because different races are having children with white people. So I think there's an agenda with certain levels of government, and I'm not going to just say it's the conservatives, but I feel like there's a hidden agenda to overturning this. It's almost forcing, because like you said, us minorities like Black and Hispanics have been having kids. You know, we, we don't have access to the same privilege so I feel strongly that there is a hidden agenda to repopulate the white sector of race. Mm. And um, it's scary to think that the government could just arbitrarily just decide to say... Yeah, it's like, it's like this is possible. Oh, we're like, just going to constant- overturn it like that. This is a constitutional you know, like, oh, no. right. But it's like you like, said, that's when we... You brought up Trump, and so Trump yeah. orchestrated this Supreme Court lineup to move yeah. things along with this. And on top of that, not only this was only one of three things that were passed 
on Thursday. And that was this, of course, Roe versus Wade. There is also the right to conceal and carry a gun. And also another bill that I'm calling it a bill, but maybe it's legislature. I don't, I'm, not, I'm using the Canadian terms, but like a, a I'm going to say a bill. I don't know what else to call it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, for them to, uh, for the Miranda rights, saying that loosening the mandatory Miranda rights, which is essentially the part where uh, when the police arrest you, they have to read yeah. you your rights before arresting you or as yep. they're arresting mm-hmm. you. And so all of these three things have one thing in common, and that is taking away the autonomy yep. um, and freedoms of people except the gun. The gun is giving too much freedom and too much freedom for destruction. Well, and the is, other two are taking right. away autonomy and control from other people. And it's very scary. Um, and again, that's why this whole Handmaid's Tale conversation keeps on coming up, is in that narrative, in that fictional, everybody, it's fictional, it's fictional, come on now, it's fictional, um, in that narrative is it starts, this is how it starts. And... Um, these small little concessions of taking small, it's not going to be huge. This is huge to me, but I mean, these are, it's just, this is a start as a snowball effect of people's rights and freedoms, particularly a certain group. Now women, all women. So yes. um, Yes. And it is geared to all women, but mm -hmm. when we were talking about it the other day, we already addressed the fact that as Hispanic, Asian, um, Blacks, we, we, some of, you know, when you're of a certain, um, income, you know, certain level of, uh, you know, income in your household, you don't have the ability to do, to necessarily have an abortion mm-hmm. or even to get the morning after pill to prevent yeah. a, a pregnancy from being successful. So I feel like it is targeted towards white women specifically Mm. and then it Mm. makes me think to myself that why would there be a need to do that out of the blue 50 years later that's why i started off the segment by saying let's take a let's take a trip back in time and if we take a trip back in time 50 years ago right think about what was happening at that time you know um white men had a lot more power of the mm-hmm. household, there was a lot more women that were stay-at-home moms, you know, um, where they could just pop out children, whether they wanted to and, or not. Ooh, you know, and uh, now things have vastly changed. Where women, you know, the birth rates even here in Canada have slowed down because women want to do other things with their life other than having a child or being a stay-at-home mom. You know, exactly. which is, and there's nothing just, wrong with that. Being a stay-at-home mom is yeah. a full-time job that often goes mm-hmm. unappreciated. You understand? Mm-hmm. So, and not held to the same standard as if you were to go out into the world. So there's nothing wrong with that. However, back then, you know, there was more of it than there is now because women are invested in education. They're invested in their future. They're invested in being you know, um, owning their own businesses and so on. And so children kind of take a back seat, you know, for a while. And, mm. and, and that's fine. However, now we have this agenda to flip it to back when 
women didn't really have a say if they wanted to have children or not. Exactly. That's the scary. And that's more, it was an autonomy. It gives, there's still many women that you said, like you said, who want to carry and have a child. They just want to have a control of one that is, and you know, that's what, you know, mm-hmm. you have that control. Right. And so what I was, it's so funny. Cause as you were talking, I was scrolling and they were, they had a Trump rally today and it said, um, I think it was called the Save America Rally. And there is a Republican congressman woman named Mary Miller who thanked Donald Trump for the historic victory for white life. So they're not even trying to hide it. No, that's what I'm she saying. She literally this, said those words out of her mouth. Yeah, this is what I'm trying to say. So Trump segued in the, the mind frame. Mm. got people back into that mind frame of 50, 60 years ago. And now they're slowly but surely stepping back in time with women's rights. Mm-hmm. And these rights, now, you see, I remember in one of our segments many, many ago, mm-hmm. where we talked about, you know, the struggle of women's rights and how there is a subsector for us Black women and yes. I, I said that for me, it's hard to rock with them. The it's hard regular, to rock yeah. with them mm. because we have a whole, we have a different way of looking at women's rights as a mm. black woman. Mm-hmm. And so, but I can still stand in solidarity as a yes. woman and yes. that it will definitely affect um, other women outside of white women. But I feel like this was a direct attack on that human right that was, we'll say, you know, there was lots of black people that were fighting for that right back then, but what pushed it forward and accelerated it forward was the white faces that were behind the movement, you know? And um, now that right is being taken away. So Mm. what's next? If you can tell me when to breathe, if you can tell me when to have children, what is next? Mm. What is next? Tell me. You're telling me I can't go for a procedure on my body that I but you're telling me when I should have children. You're telling me Mm. when I should have a child in my body. No matter what conditions, yes. Yes, No matter what your living conditions, whatever. No matter what your health. What about women who have sexual assault? What about what about that? So you don't care about any of that. No. And I feel like that's why the agenda is so clear. So when you see Mm. something like this from Trump, surprise, surprise, it's obvious. This is, and I'm, I'm asking this deliberately to say what could be next. Mm. If you're going to take that right from my, this is my autonomy. This is my body. You can't tell me when to push out a child, when to bear a child. You should not have that right to tell me that. Mm. I, you know, everybody has their views on abortion and that's fine. But the point of it all is in this particular Roe versus Wade is you're trying to tell me when you're trying to tell me how, you're trying yep. to tell me that, you know, and and on top of that, you're not fi- you're not providing me with a solution such as more. Yes, uh, you're not giving you that know. additional support. So if you're going to force, all. yeah, like you, there, there needs to be some balance. Everything is unbalanced. This is what I'm saying. So it's a deliberate tell. So what's mm-hmm. next, Jeanette? 
Well, people telling you when you feel use your womb. <laughs> what? Right? Because to me, that's an ultimate. For me, the, this is a this is like the top. You know, I can't picture what's above it. Well, well, if we go, well, you could go if you read the Hasmid tale. One of the other things that they did was it started. There's going to be a new indoctrination, so it's like you pay attention to what they're the messaging that they're trying to put out there because all these things they've been trying to overturn Roe versus Wade for years, and the conservatives have always said pro pro life, pro life, pro life, pro life. All that shouting and thing. Pay attention to that, right? What? I think is scary. So we're in Canada, we're Canadians and mm-hmm. maybe some people wondering or listening, well, these girls aren't here. They're, they're they're not affected and Oh, yes we are. The thing with with anything that happens in the US. What's the saying you said that a couple of weeks ago? When when the states sneezes, the Canada catches catches the cold? a cold. Yes, and oh. that's a, a popular saying over here in Canada. Um, for anybody who doesn't live in the country here, if anything, uh, what happens in the U.S. is very, very important, and it most definitely will have some trickle-down effect. It doesn't matter. It might not be the direct result, but there is some trickle, trickle-down effect. And I hate to bring it up again, but damn, Margaret Atwood's hands made tail. Something that also helped it happen in there where a lot of Americans are saying is that a lot of people left the country to go to Canada because Canada is the closest nation. We speak English. Um, It just makes sense. And so what's scary though, is when you bring other people, if people were to flock to Canada, you might get some of that indoctrination seeping into the culture here. Right. Yeah. That's the scary part. Like that indoctrination of, so if I use the example of handmaid's tale, Gilead, Gilead's there's some of the Gilead people did come or who were brainwashed. They were so much brainwashed that some of that ideology started to grumble up. It doesn't fully take effect in the book, but there's hints that it's rumbling up in Canada and that it could potentially be stretching there. So that's the scary part. It's like, it might start there and they're even the progressive conservative leader right now. I think a couple of them who are running for leadership, he's not even, when he's asked that question, he doesn't even answer the question. I think we spoke about that when we were talking about elections a couple of weeks ago. But you see, that's, that is that is scary. Our prime minister, Justin Trudeau, has come out this week and explicitly said that that will never happen. But we never thought Roe versus Wade was going to happen. So, no. I mean... That's not oh. assuring. It's it. That's not that assuring. <laughs> that wouldn't and be that assuring. He might not always be, be. He might not always be. You know, in government. You know, exactly. Um, to co- to continue to control to that. that. Yeah, unless and, they need uh, to put something. You know, there yeah. are some people here in Canada that have similar beliefs to mm-hmm. people like yeah. Trump. Yeah, there are, and so and it's growing. Um, I think ever since Trump. To be honest, I do feel like some of that stuff has trickled down here, just like I said. Yeah, definitely. And also, where you say trickled down, what will happen is our 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 social system will have a strain because mm-hmm. more people from the states will come to Canada um, to have that procedure done. Mm. And that will have a strain on our medical system here in Canada, you know, Mm. and, um, I've talked about this before and, you know, my mom working within the medical field for so long, she has seen it for herself where 
you know, if you have dual citizenship here, you can come, you know, and use the system and go back, you Mm -hmm. know, and uh, so that will have a strain also on our medical system and the procedures being done, period. Um, You know, it is true, you know, Canada does, we are affected by what the states do. We, we like to think that we, we're not, but we are. And, um, yeah. So I really do hope that that doesn't trickle down too far. But, you know, overall, this whole situation kind of rocked me the wrong way. Um, yeah. only because I, I, I ask again, what's next? You know, because there's there's something that's going to come down in the pipelines because I could never have seen this being overturned. And I really thought that all the protesting and all of the, you know, petitioning and everything of that kind would have made a difference. But this agenda was definitely fierce and there's something behind it. And we need to keep our eyes open for what's next. Because for me, this is the top. This is the top. So I don't know. But we pray to God that, you know, <laughs> it's. Don't bring none of that nonsense here, but I don't know. <laughs> Keep it over yes. And what I wanted yes-o. to, you hinted something, and I just, I think, want to say and make it clear before we go in that you ne- don't necessarily believe in is that you're not trouting we're not trouting or touting abortion no that's not what it is we're no. both christian we're both grew up christian yes we both grew up, grew up in the catholic school system so they were badgering it in our head pro-life pro-life but i think as you grow up and you just have sense and you grow up as a woman and you see your parents and you just experience the real world and you learn more what you should have a choice like my or anybody i don't care what your religious indoctrination is it should not have any effect mm-hmm. on anybody else or even you like i think it just comes down to people having their own control and making their own decisions if you want to have an abortion you can have one if you don't want to do one don't do one but me standing over here, I'm not, exactly. I don't and shouldn't, no matter who, whether you're prime minister or president, yeah. you should not be standing over there telling somebody they can't have an abortion. What and they that, should be doing I don't with care. If you are living in a free world and a free society, that should not be possible at all. I don't care no, what your uh, religion not is. At all. I, I um, totally agree with that. Um, hmm. And um, God gave us choice. Mm. The maker. He's the maker of all that we see, all that we are. And he himself gave us choice to either believe in Jesus Christ being your savior or not. Who is man to try to make my choice for me? Like, really and truly. And mm-hmm. um, I, I, I'm glad that you clarified that part. Uh, we are We are of Christian faith. And so I believe that every person is in charge of their own soul. And God gives you choice. That's, you know, kind of what differentiates us with all the other animals in the world. You know, we have an intellect to ration, to rationalize and make our own choices. And so no one person should be able to have a choice over, over you 
and tell you what your choices are. But you know what? Um, this is the world that we're living in, everybody. So hmm. you just we just have to walk with God on it, in it, around it, everything, and pray for the best. Um, but with that being said, we do want to, you know, close out our show, uh, you know, with good thoughts. And that is women, these are our bodies. These are our bodies. And they might say what they want to say, but it is your body. Don't ever think that it's not. Um, and so we hope that your hearts and your minds were activated on this week's show. Whether you lead with your heart or your mind, stay passionate and thoughtful, everyone. And we'll talk to you next week. Deuces! Bye-bye!